Why have they chosen to put these other ingredients? What they're trying to do is help people with a smoother transition from dairy milk to a milk alternative. Those ingredients help to bind the water and the almonds and the oats. They help to bind it all together so you have a very consistent product. You have more power over your health than what you've been told. This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast. I'm Maya Acosta, and I'm passionate about finding healthy lifestyle solutions to support optimal human health. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase longevity in a big way. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Maya Acosta. I'm really excited about today's episode. We are going to talk about malt organics, and you're actually going to see me pour the organic non-dairy milk, and I'm going to do a tasting, and I have the CEO of Malt Organics with me. His name is Jason Bronstad, and he is actually a seasoned CPG professional uh, who began consulting for malt organics in 2020 and then transitioned to CEO in June of 2021. His passion for health started with his own personal journey in making better lifestyle choices for himself and his family. In recent years, he completely changed his routine by training in jiu-jitsu, significantly reducing his alcohol consumption and eating cleaner. Jason's goal is to bring malt to the masses and increase their consumer base by educating people on why malt is the healthiest alternative milk option out there. And malt products have only three to four ingredients and don't include gums and fillers, oils and carrageenans. We're going to talk about that as well. So most recently through their hashtag turn it around campaign, the brand is encouraging consumers to pay attention to nutrition labels and to be more conscious and aware of what ingredients are in the products that they use on a day-to-day basis. And of course, like I said, I have some products here. So malt products currently include organic unsweetened almond, original oat, vanilla almond, and vanilla oat, and they will soon be launching a chocolate oat as well. And I'm excited about that one. And malt can be found at most major grocery stores nationwide, including Whole Foods. Welcome, Jason. Maya, thank you so much for the time. I'm excited to have a conversation with you. Yeah, thank you for making the time. We're we're both in Texas, so I'm in Dallas and you're in Austin. And some of the schools decided to take a break to allow the voters to kind of have this, you know, show up to the schools and vote. That's a wonderful thing. We should all be out there voting. (laughs) Yeah, we should. And, you know, I also thought, and I said this earlier, that I thought for some reason that you were in Houston. We'll talk about why I I thought that. Um, But my, I don't keep up with the news. I'm sorry. And I'm not into sports. But in my family group chat, there was this congratulations to Houston. And I'm like, what's going on? Well, the World Series. So congratulations, Houston. And as a result of that. Yeah. As a result of that, some children are not going, didn't go to school on Monday or Tuesday. So my sister's a teacher as well. That's how I know some of the stuff. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So Jason, let's get started on your story. I know that there's a health journey component to this. And then I'd love to learn how you transitioned over to becoming the CEO of Malt. So tell us a little bit about yourself. 
So uh, a native Texan, uh, born and raised in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, went to University of Texas, and then got into the CPG space after that. And I, I did a journey through packaged meats, moved out of the state twice, uh, went into the alcohol space, uh, was in the alcohol space for nine years, and then into frozen food space after that. And as we approached 2020 or late 2019, I realized that I needed to take better care of myself. At the time, my children were seven and three, and I realized that they were mimicking my poor food choices. And whatever that, those poor choices were, they're like, oh, well, dad's doing it. It's got to be okay. And it's one of those moments where you look at a picture of yourself and you go, am I really that big? And I was well over 300 pounds at that point. And it's the second or third time in my life I've been well over 300 pounds. I was approaching 40 years old. I'm like, I've got to do something about this. I have got to, I want to live a long life and be healthy for my kids. And, you know, if fate has it, maybe my grandkids someday. But ultimately, I need to be healthy for my kids and lead by example and start changing my lifestyle. Congratulations on your weight loss. And more than that, just really improving your health and also role modeling for your children. So you found your why. You found that why that as to why you want to live longer and improve the quality of life. And it's for your health and also for your children. So when you made these healthy lifestyle changes before we talk about the milk, did you also kind of encourage the children to participate? Because I know you say they were kind of mimicking your behaviors. So, so no. So I didn't force it upon them. What I did is I just started eating cleaner. I reduced my alcohol consumption. And after being in the food industry and the alcohol industry, that's something that, you know, a lot of people fall into, but just by my actions. And then I actually, I did the challenge, the 75 hard challenge, which is 75 intensive day challenge, two workouts a day, a lot going around that. And my daughter, I remember her saying, dad, why are you doing this? I was about 50 days into the, the 75 heart challenge. And I said, well, Vivian, I just want to live as healthy as I can to be as healthy as you be as healthy as I can for you and for your brother and for Melissa, my wife. And I've learned with my kids because I'm Norwegian by heritage and we're known to be stubborn. So with that stubbornness, uh, leading by example, rather than saying, Hey, go do this is a much better way to get some traction. So, you know, just simple things of instead of hamburgers on buns, just having it on lettuce, buying the mm -hmm. fresh meat instead of the mm -hmm. preformed hamburgers. So simple life choices that we made and we're able to adopt into our family's eating regimen really helped mm -hmm. us as a family to start to transition. Right. Yes. I love that you know, that you could have these conversations with your children. Before I met my husband many years ago, and he's a physician, so we always know that people in the health field are not always, you know, necessarily healthy. He was uh, dealing with a little bit of weight issues and his one of his daughters, I think, might have been very young, like around seven or nine years old. And one day when they were on vacation, she said to my husband, Daddy, you're fluffy. <laughs> Jason, that's all it took. My husband got into P90X and everything else and got in excellent shape uh, because he always was very athletic. But there were, I guess he reached a point where he just kind of uh, stopped doing some of the things that keep him in good shape. And that has never left his mind, the fact that she saw him in, in that way. And now, you know, 
we started to clean up our diet and we became vegan plant-based and we don't force anything either. For us, it's more about role modeling and providing healthy options when they come around. I love that you have a background in CPG, which means that you understand, having been in that field, you understand that many of our processed foods and our products that are packaged have tons of ingredients. Tell us how you became CEO of Malt and how and why Malt is a great alternative for us. I had the opportunity to to meet with the the founders as well as the board of directors for Malk Organics uh, back in October of 2020. And one of the things that they expressed a, a desire for is to find a way to make sure Malk was available for more consumers across the U.S. We've had a phenomenal relationship with Whole Foods and our distribution gains beyond Whole Foods up until that point have been challenging. So they were looking for someone that had some experience to come in and work with the team and the brand to give it a bit of a refresh. And we did a packaging refresh about a year ago and then to expand our distribution. And as anyone that's ever been in the food space knows, a brand has to perform. It has to pull off the shelf to get more shelf space. And that's one of the things that we took some time to build out a very robust plan to give us that opportunity. And in doing so, we had to make sure that we're supporting our primary account at the time, and that was Whole Foods. And they're still a very important account to us. But as that performance has increased and as more consumers have found out about it, the board came to me and said, would you please stay on? And what I had found is I'd fallen in love with the brand. And I had the realization, it might have been 30 or 45 days in that I was sitting down talking to my wife and I said, this is the first brand that I've worked with that I am absolutely proud to have in the refrigerator and the kids can drink as much as they want. And that was a turning point because you know, a year, year and a half before my daughter and I had started training jujitsu, but there were still, you know, the food choices within there. And when I could sit there and say, I represent a brand that is actually good for you. And why is it good for you? Because it's three simple ingredients on our original oat and our, our unsweetened almond. Having those simple ingredients that you can actually read and pronounce allows your body to process it. So it was really a serendipitous uh, point for me to be able to join Malk during my health journey and to be able to carry it forward. And really, I want to help support and ignite other people's personal wellness and lifestyle journey. Well, I've heard you on other podcasts and I can see why they brought you in. You're an excellent promoter of the product, but also like you say, you believe in it. So when you believe in something, it's, it comes natural to want to tell people about it. I was wondering if we can start first with what we find in regular alternative milks. And this is actually very important for me. I'm going to share this with lots of people because one of my sisters once told me, she said, Oh my goodness, this ingredient is found in almond milk and we're not supposed to drink it. And she sent me a video that another woman had made with that carrageen, how do carrageenan. you pronounce that? Carrageenan <laughs> ingredient. And so many of my listeners may not even know these kind of things and why should they be concerned? So I do know because I try to be a clean eater. I try to stay away from oils, but I was surprised that some of the alternative milks may have things like fillers and oils and gums. I could you tell us a little bit about what that is exactly? They just sound like words to me, but I have no idea what we're talking about. What sure. is found in other alternative milks? So let's talk about the why first before we get into that. Why have brands tried to 
put, why have they chosen to put these other ingredients in? And what they're trying to do is help people with a smoother transition from dairy milk to a milk alternative. So that creaminess, the consistency, those ingredients help to bind the water and the almonds and the oats. They help to bind it all together. So you have a very consistent product. We very proudly on the top of our lid say shake well or shake your milk well. And that's because separation is absolutely natural. It is natural to have separation when it's just simple ingredients. If you put carrageenans or locust bean gum or sunflower lecithin, if you start putting those ingredients in there, you get this homogenous liquid, which people are like, oh, okay, this is kind of like milk. But then the question becomes, and I'm not a doctor, the question becomes, what is the impact to your gut biome when you have those ingredients that probably aren't supposed to be consuming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are two things that came to mind. One of them you just talked about, which is these additives or preservatives or ingredients are added to help us with our taste buds to adjust to that change from the natural, I guess, fat that is found in milk, in whole milk. But then the other thing is that these ingredients probably improve the shelf life of these products. Is that right? They, I can't speak to if they do or do not improve the shelf life. Their primary function is the binding of the ingredients together. Yeah, not a and scientist, not a doctor. So right. I'm, I'm going to sit on the sideline on that one. And if they extend shelf life, I don't. I'm not going to answer that one. No. Well, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Because, yeah, I've always wondered why certain things are added to certain products. I mean, even in personal care products, I'm very careful about what I put on my skin. I'm careful about what products I bring into the home. I don't like chemicals, mm-hmm. harsh chemicals in my home. So, yeah, I'm of course, I'm going to be concerned about what I put in my body as well. And I'll be honest, when I switched over, I hardly consumed dairy before I gave up dairy. So I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't a person that liked putting milk in my cereal. So I'm out of habit for from some of those things. And then I went, like I said, vegan plant-based. And it's not like I'm sitting there (laughs) drinking and drinking because I don't really find alternative milks to be pleasant to drink directly until I started watching videos and malt. Now I'm following IG and I got all these ideas. It's like, okay, well, maybe I can try it in my coffee. Maybe I'll do a smoothie later on because I know you have a, a recipe on the website. But I'll be honest, even with my own smoothies, like my green smoothies, I would just use water in place of an alternative milk because again, I just don't know that I should be consuming as much. I do have concern about the ingredients found in these milks. Absolutely. And that's the beautiful thing about uh, milk is you can use it in many different ways. One of my wife's favorite is cold brew coffee. Then I'll froth up some vanilla almond milk. And then I'll pour that frothed up. And then uh, as we've come into the holiday season, I've started adding cinnamon to that mixture. And that's one of her favorites. So I can win some bonus points if I have that ready for her when she comes downstairs in the mornings. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, tell you what, I don't know if we want to continue. I have some milks here that I want to sample as we are having our conversation. And I wanted to start with your unsweetened almond malt milk or malt. And because, you know, unsweetened milk, a lot of times we use for other ingredients. And the beautiful thing about that product, as you're pouring that up, I'll just share some information. So that product has water, organic almonds, and pink Himalayan sea salt. 
Wow. It's all organic. And we have a very close relationship with the almond growers. And what we're proud about is the almond growers that we partnered with, their water usage is 20 to 25% less than other almond growers. Right. I know that's been a big concern of people. And this is the unsweetened one. Did you say it? It doesn't have vanilla, right? The next one that you have has vanilla in it. So that is just the almonds, water, and salt. So and the next tell me, one, you kind of gave me a little bit, a couple of ideas, but tell us again, what would we use this one for? So what we have seen through talking to consumers is consumers love it in their milk, in their coffee. They make smoothies with it, iced coffee, in cereals, hot chocolates, and in baking. That's one of the things in my household that we've transitioned to is in all of our baking, we're using almond milk. Okay. Here's the vanilla flavored one, and it's a beautiful color as well. And I'm not just saying that, Jason. Like, like I've I said, seen I'm... some of your podcasts. You're going to tell the truth. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I really, I can't promote something I don't believe in. But this one is vanilla. So the only incremental ingredient is organic Ooh. vanilla extract. Oh, my goodness. So my husband's the one that will take some milk and drink it. Like I don't, even though it's, like I said, alternative, I don't typically do that. He's going to love this one because he loves the vanilla flavor of it. The problem that I always have, Jason, the fear that I always have is the sugar amount in the flavored nut milks. I'm sorry, it's not necessarily always nut, but in the alternative milks. What do you think about this one? How's the sugar level on this one? Uh, I think both in our unsweetened almond and our vanilla almond, neither one are sweetened. We don't add any sweeteners to either one of those. I think they're under four grams of sugars. I don't have a bottle in front of me right this second. <gasps> So That's it's right there wonderful. on the back on the nutritional pack panel. Yes. And we're going to talk about this reading labels Beautiful. as well. This one now, I don't have cookies, but <laughs> if you <laughs> ate cookies and had this on the side, <laughs> it's like it would be a wonderful combination. <laughs> My daughter's so favorite one... is snickerdoodles. Oh, okay. So some snickerdoodles with that. Perfect treat. Uh -huh. So the vanilla flavored, I would have this. I don't know. I would say I would add this to my milk, but I mean, to my coffee, but you're saying the unsweetened probably. You can do both. It just really depends on what you're going for. If you want the vanilla hint in there, then absolutely. Right. Okay. And then finally, oat milk, which is fairly new to me in the sense that in the past when I've traveled, we travel with our coffee maker, but the milk is always the hard part for us mm -hmm. when we're traveling. And I've tried some oat milk that I did not like. So like I said, that's why I'm a little bit hesitant sometimes. But this one is a little bit lighter, you can tell, a little more clear. And it's just the original So it's oat. three simple ingredients, organic oats, water, and pink Himalayan sea salt. Mmm, this one's good. What would we use the oatmeal? Uh, like for cereal, maybe, or even oatmeal? So oatmeal. cereal, oatmeal, my daughter likes to use that in her milk shakes. So she likes the richness of that in her, her milk shakes, as we call them at the house. Yeah. So adding some fresh fruit. And then the beautiful thing mm -hmm. is she'll even throw in some spinach now into her milk shakes and really help to bring some of those vitamins into it. Yes. Like I said, after this call, I'm going to do a smoothie. <laughs> Nice. That's well, a smoothie that I found on the website that I said, oh, this will be excellent. Let me try and see if I enjoy it more than water because I've been using water for my smoothies. Well, this is wonderful. Oh, and tell us about the hashtag. Turn it around. <laughs> Turn it around. And I know it's about reading labels. So it how is. did you come up? Is that something you came up with? 
So our marketing team pulled that together. And, you know, as we talk about, you know, the differences in Malk as a plant-based dairy alternative versus other brands, and really is drawing awareness to consumers to say, just understand what you're putting into it. And it's really, it's more than just what we're doing. I turn it around with my daughter all the time. And as we've transitioned brands that we buy, you know, it's like, here's the brand that we've always bought. Now here's the new brand. Now let's look at the labels and see what the difference is. And the best thing, because let's see, my daughter turns 10 next month and Mm. she does not hold back. And she's like, dad, what's high fructose corn syrup? It's like, well, okay, that's a good question. Let's go study and understand what that is. And it, it becomes a learning opportunity as you look at the ingredients in the food you have. And my, it's not just your plant-based milks, it's anything in your refrigerator, anything in your pantry, the more that we Mm -hmm. become aware of what is actually in the food, the healthy food we consume Mm -hmm. to your point on oat milk. I just want to go back to oat milk for a second. A lot of the Mm -hmm. brands will put oils and fillers in it and those, that oil and the oat and the water, they'll use it all homogenized together, but I don't think I want my kids or my family eating rapeseed oil or drinking rapeseed oil, which is in other Mm -hmm. brands. Mm -hmm. And one of my commitments is if it's not something that I would put in my family's cups or on their plates, I don't want to sell it to people that trust our brand. I mean, our DNA is clean, simple ingredients. Mm -hmm. So encouraging people to turn it around is really about a lifestyle change of Let's understand what we're doing and understand how we're treating our bodies because we have one of them and that's it. Mm -hmm. So we better treat it good. Yeah, I think it's excellent. One of the things that we do in our community as we help people also, you know, incorporate healthier foods into their lifestyle is exactly that teaching people how to read labels in the grocery store. And I often find myself doing that. Like, uh, for example, if, um, I don't know, say spaghetti sauce, if I'm not making my own spaghetti sauce at home and I, need, I just need a couple of jars to have at home, I'm looking at the sugar content, at the added oil, at the added salt and other ingredients. And so we talk about, you know, how to look for those things, but also just the odor of the ingredients as they're listed. The first item listed is the one that you have the most of. Well, Correct. I would say probably the first three ingredients are important, aren't they? All they, of them. They are. Any inclusion of what we call additives, and we've we've had some fun on TikTok with some additives to help educate people on some of the the things that we've seen in other plant based milks. But those additives, even in small usage, do you want that in your system? So mm-hmm. yeah. I agree a hundred percent that the top couple items are the most important, but still there's the holistic nature of what are we putting into our body? How are we treating it? Also, what I like about your product is this option is that many of us will never make our own oatmeal or almond milk. I just can tell you right now, I'm not going to be that individual <laughs> because it just seems like a lot of work. So this is an easy way to have it in, in our diet without having to worry about making it because I do, I cook a lot and I cook basically from scratch. Jason, I wanted to know before I forget, what is the shelf life of these? And do you have different shelf lives? So when we produce, we've actually been studying the olfactory, which is how does it smell? How does it taste? As well as all of the nutritionals and microbiome, you know, we, t- we tested it regularly for several years. Typically when it gets to the retail shelf, there's at least six months, if not nine months of shelf life to it. Okay. So, so very clean here, processing. Yes, ma'am. 
this will, once I open it, how long do I, does it last? Once you open it, about seven days is what we, re- we recommend, the high side of 10 okay. days. But the beautiful thing is you start to, to incorporate malk into your recipes, into your baking, into your you know cereal. You'll find that a couple days is pretty aggressive to have it in there because you'll be drinking it fast. You know, that's what I was thinking because I received six of these. <laughs> it's my husband and I, and I was like, wow. And then I started to think my husband opened the refrigerator and he's like, wow. <laughs> and then I said, we're going to put it in our coffee. We're going to make smoothies. If you want to have like cereal or I do oatmeal in mm-hmm. the morning. So I think that's a great option. Um, but yeah, like I said, I've been using water because I just don't trust a lot of those alternative products anymore. So yeah. And my, on the oat milk, one thing that people have asked us about is uh, the added sugars and there's mm. no sugar in the nutritional fact panel. In the processing okay. of oats, it releases natural sugars and the FDA mm. actually has uh, regulations out there to classify those as added sugars. So I just, okay. I wanted to share that with consumers, especially in your show, just mm-hmm. to be in full transparency. We're just following the FDA regulations on how they ask it to be labeled. And it goes yeah. back. 2019, 2020, when that regulation came out. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. And also, you know, you have this print all around here that says it's organic. And I want to talk a little bit about that, how, for example, almonds can be heavily sprayed with herbicides and pesticides. If you want to tell us anything about that, because I know that we have these conversations on the show about choosing organic products when possible. Not everybody can afford the the organic. So we always say, well, go to the EWG's website and then environmental working group and look at those products that are heavily sprayed and then those that you don't have to be as concerned about. So for me, it's always going to be when I have my tomatoes and my berries and certain products like that, I'm always going to choose organic. So tell us more because I didn't know that almonds were sprayed. Yeah. So if you have an almond orchard, you have a choice. You can add fertilizers to it, or you can choose to do it organically without adding any extra sprays, chemicals, or anything of the nature. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the choices that farmers have to make is, are they looking for trying to get as much yield, as many almonds as they could possibly grow? Well, they're going to have to utilize fertilizers and pesticides as well. And if you, I was listening to a podcast the other day and the word side or the, the end of the word side is to kill. So pesticides kill pests. Well, what impact does that have on us? Yeah. So we've partnered with both almond growers as well as oak growers that don't use any Roundup. They don't use pesticides. They grow organic oats and they go mm. grow organic almonds. And that's where we believe it has to start. I mean, one of the things that we're proud of is our relationship down to the farm level to understand that the way that they're treating the crops at the point of growing them is how we would grow them if we could at home. And to your point earlier, you're not going to make your own oat malt. I'm not going to grow my own almonds and I'm not going to grow my own oats, right? I'm going to leave that to the professionals, but I want to partner with the professionals that care as much about the quality as we do. Yeah. Okay. So tell us how our listeners can find this product. Where are you? Are you only in Texas or I don't know, where can we find it? So the beautiful thing on our website is uh, we have a product locator. You can punch in your zip code. So www.malkorganics.com, M-A-L-K, organics.com. And you can punch in your zip code. We are uh, nationally distributed in Whole Foods, Whole Foods Markets, uh, Sprouts, 
Uh, we are in HEB in Texas. We're in Kroger's in Texas, as well as King Supers in, in uh, Colorado. We're in Mother's Markets and Moms. Fresh Time is a great support for us. Most retailers in the, the Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. But we're very proud of the distribution, and we continue to grow every day. Last week, we had some significant wins that will come to fruition in the first quarter of 2023. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be updating our website with those as uh, the product is available on shelf. But our mission to make Malk available to more consumers is coming to fruition. Well, I was going to ask you about that since they brought you on board. <laughs> I'm assuming that you have taken the product to the next level because I'll be honest, I think I read or you might have mentioned it too, that you the product has been available for seven years and I've mm-hmm. never heard of Malk. Now, I'm always on the lookout when I'm in, at grocery stores. I'm always just scanning to see when new products are available. And so have you, did you take the product where you're the responsible for getting it available all over like Whole Foods and Sprouts or, you know, tell us about what you have done for the company itself. Well, let me first of all, give credit to the founder and the work the founder did to launch the brand and and to really create a wonderful brand with a great DNA. My, the one thing I've done is I've hired the right people. I haven't done it myself. I've hired the right people Mm -hmm. that have gone out and told the story of Malk, talked about the clean ingredients, talked about why there needs to be an organic brand out there in the stores. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things a lot of stores are missing today. So the team that we've built the last couple of years has really elevated the game. And that's the most important thing in any business. It's a people business. And we brought some incredible people on the team and they are just doing some lights out work, not only on the sales side, but also on the marketing side with our turn it around campaign and going out and telling our story in a louder way. And then there's always the operations team without them. We don't have product, right? right? So there's always uh, the operations team has been working aggressively in this inflationary world to control our costs. So we can control our costs to retail and thus to the, the consumers that fortunately pick us up on a day in day out basis. Yeah. Well, great job. Very excited to know about all of you and the team, what you're doing. Malt, great product. I'm very excited to share it with my listeners. And also, I wanted to know, so it's a plant-based milk. It's a Mm plant-based brand. But not all your consumers are necessarily vegan plant-based. No, and that's an interesting dynamic as we look across the plant-based space is... 10 to 15% of consumers across the U.S. either uh, identify as vegan or vegetarian. And then there's a significant portion of consumers that just want to start to transition. Maybe they're lactose intolerant. But those consumers that are in that the pipeline are looking for better quality because they know mm-hmm. that they're making the healthier choices going plant-based. But as we as a country begin to ask more questions and become more educated on plant-based milks, all of a sudden, to your point earlier, is the carrageens, the oils, the fillers, the emulsifiers, the gums, all those other ingredients that consumers are finding in the product that they once thought was healthy, they're looking mm-hmm. to level up to give me something as clean as possible that if I did want to make it at home, I could, but I'd much rather just have it available and ready to rock and roll. And I'm actually looking at your website right now and I see, and I never pronounce this name right, but glyphosate. 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 Say that again. Glyphosate. Glyphosate free, which is a main concern of a lot of people um, when they're looking for GMO free or genetically 
trying to avoid products and so they want to choose organic. That's one of the biggest concerns that we just don't know what that does to our body. And so the goal is just to stay away from that. So your website has a little bit of who you are and a list of all your products. And like I said, you also have recipes on here. Very nice. What else would you like to tell us? We have a lot of exciting things uh, coming around the corner. We just, as you alluded to earlier, launched our chocolate oat and uh, coming up starting in about 30 days, we've got a chocolate almond. So in limited retailers coming in December of 2022, we'll have a chocolate almond out there. So we will have that on the product finder and we look forward to sharing that. It's an exciting addition to our lineup that my daughter approves of, as do many other consumers. (laughs) I love that very well. Thank you so much for that. I feel like I could ask you more questions. And then, so let me just sort of recap for our listeners. And by the way, you did say that malt started in Houston, which is why Mm -hmm. I thought originally it was out of Houston. And now it has blossomed to various areas throughout the country. So you can find this product in Sprouts, Central Markets, lots of Kroger's and H-E-B here in Texas. So, you know, I'm surrounded. I'm very lucky when we talk about food deserts, you know, I'm surrounded by within a mile and a half by about five or six grocery stores. And so I'm blessed that way. And I'm very thankful for that. But now we're getting more H-E-Bs, as you probably know, coming to the north of Dallas area. So Frisco and Plano now have H-E-Bs as well. And so, well, this is wonderful. So we know where the product, where we can find the product. If people have any other questions, is there a way to contact you or someone who can answer questions? Absolutely. You can email community at malkorganics.com and we will make sure we filter those questions to the best people in the company that can answer them. Some of the times it's myself and sometimes it's our head of sales, head of marketing, head of operations, our quality team. So we are happy to engage with our consumers. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook uh, at Malk Organics. We're always trying to keep some good content out there, but really what's most, what we're proud of, Maya, is the way consumers engage with our brand. There's consumers of all types that are out there sharing their recipes. The team sent me one yesterday that the daughters of Courtney and Kim Kardashian were putting some of their recipes out there on TikTok to make matcha and using malt organics. So my goodness, pretty exciting that, you know, you have A-list celebrities and you've got your everyday Joes like myself that are out there enjoying malt. Yeah. Well, this is wonderful. This is how we learn about things is through social media. I mean, it's amazing. And of course, podcasts in many other ways, but really Instagram has an incredible way of really like information just pops up. Sometimes I'm thinking about something and it pops up (laughs) like an ad pops up on my IG. It's like they are reading my mind. Well, this is wonderful. Thank you so much for the product. I'm excited to share it with my circle as well as my listeners. And, you know, I know that you're a busy dad and I've heard you on other podcasts and just your dedication to your family. And of course, still doing all that you're doing as a business. And so I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to have the conversation with you and to share with your community. And I would offer up if your community has any recipes that they create with malt, please send them in. Let's share it with us. We'd love to promote it and you know get it out there. Yeah. So actually, what's the best way to share that? If I do, I think that'd be a a fun idea to get people to do that. Do we 
hashtag you or email you or how yeah, you can hashtag you can tag at Malk organics or okay. our social media team is phenomenal at catching those as they come through you can also email right. us uh, community at Malk organics and we'll make sure okay. that we see it and share it all right well thank you again jason for your Maya, time thank you i appreciate it you've been listening to the healthy lifestyle solutions podcast with your host maya acosta If you've enjoyed this podcast, do us a favor and share with one friend who can benefit from this episode. Feel free to leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us to spread our message. Thanks for listening.